Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Well, welcome to episode 22 of Old Dog New Tech. I'm Jeff West, and I am fighting off the head cold of the change of weather. Usually I get it in October, but this year it's coming late in November. So I'll fight through it with my voice and try to not cough or sneeze or too much here as we're going to talk about exploring some uh, resources. I have three, and they're a little bit different. It can be time-consuming when you start to explore tech, and so I'm going to try to be short and to the point with three resources that you can use for additional content or learning objects or maybe a primary resource, whatever your students need. That's usually the focus question, and there are a lot of choices. So here are a few that I've used or studied. See what you think. OER Commons, Common Sense Media, and Google Arts and Culture are the three resources uh, that have collections that may be useful for your classroom. Um, I chose these three because there is very little overlap. Um, They're all three kind of focused in different areas, so hopefully you can find a, a use in your classroom or maybe just for your own personal knowledge. Um, I have integrated them a bit, but a lot of it's been from my own personal knowledge. Um, I dabbled with um, all three, um, but I'm finding that as I looked at them, you know, getting ready for this podcast, I really need to get back because they are always changing and they're always updating the content and the things that they're offering. So let's get started here. Open Education Resources, OER Commons, has a variety of options and could be useful in a lot of ways. So I'll let you decide that when you go to visit. Um, I put the link in the show notes. So if you haven't heard of it, uh, click on it, take a look at it. Maybe what you need, maybe not. Who knows? Um, it doesn't require a lot of technology to use it. Uh, if you want to use some of the creative content, uh, there's a great search engine. Awesome search engine. You can uh, filter by subject or just enter in a title of uh, something you're interested in. Some of the content's free. Uh, some of it you have to purchase. Um, you can build, you can build resources or lessons and modules, uh, using an authoring tool that they have, uh, takes you, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. It's just a blank page with all types of, uh, text editing features and ways to upload things. Um, I'm planning on searching the content and finding some learning objects. I have some students that are looking for some advanced, uh, knowledge and things that, 
sometimes I I don't always get a chance to go so deep into it, so I put that to there for them uh, to look at. Um, there's all grade levels are covered K twelve and higher ed. Um, a few other features, a few other features. There's PD for teacher um, development. There's webinars. There are collaborative groups. I think this was new to me now. Maybe it's been there for a while and I just didn't see it. But there are collaborative groups that are focused on developing um, open ed resources. And they have microsites, which are standalone um, OER collections that you can develop or you could get in one of the groups and collaborate. And they have what I think is an annual conference. Um, when I went there just recently, the, the, it's coming up uh, pretty soon. So, you know, there's a lot happening on that website. And you can use it and really get into it or maybe just use a bit of it, just, a, you know, one resource or something. Uh, it's powered by the Institute for Study of Knowledge Management and Education. And, so sometimes if you're reading through that site, you might see something that says I-S-K-M-E, ISKME. That's what it is. And um, they're interested in, uh, you know, the development and advancement of open educational resources. So, you know, making them affordable or free. So you need to spend some time checking out this resource. I'm I'm just really scratching the surface and I'm probably missing something that might work for you and your students. That brings me to the next resource, Common Sense Media. Probably something pretty familiar to most um, most educators, or at least many that I talk to, particularly in the area of uh, digital citizenship. But something I want to point out is that they offer resources for parents, educators, and advocates. And those are the headings in their menu on their website, the parent section. Uh, has articles and reviews and research and advice on the use of all types of uh, digital media. And I think this is a very powerful tool. Sometimes parents are looking for something, some way to, how do they tell if a movie is good or a book is good or uh, have that discussion about social media uh, with their with their child. So if you're looking for a resource to give your parents, uh, this is one. This is the one to use. Uh, I was reading through the movie reviews about good movies for all ages uh, to go and see in the theater. And, um, you know, clearly the research is done. It's re peer reviewed. It's, you know, vetted. Um, so very good resource for the educator side. The subject of digital uh, citizenship, of course, is always a focus. Uh, Common Sense Media offers a lot of resources for educating in the classroom or at home. Um, their tech tool lists and reviews, uh, training and a kind of a, a certification, I guess you'd call it. Some might think of it, um, called their ambassador program. So I've used the digital, digital citizenship resource, uh, for my own personal education. And I incorporate that information in my teaching whenever I can. Um, sometimes in music, I'm a little limited in that, but um, particularly in um, searching and, um, oh gosh, internet behavior, I guess, social media behavior. Um, there's lots of good research uh, and resources in, uh, in that section of common sense media for educators. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
The advocate section uh, helps you support the need for legislation, you know, focused primarily on privacy and transparency, uh, equity, internet equity. The, the website's really clear and, um, lots of large icons for which you to click on to, to go and get more information. Um, so if this is, you know, something that you're interested in, or maybe you're interested in uh, helping your students, you know, maybe that would fit within what you're doing on advocacy. Um, this site is um, like OER. There's a lot to take in. So you want to take some time and, uh, you know, maybe just pick one of the menus uh, and go through some of that information. I think you will find it um, very beneficial. Next is Google Arts and Culture. Now, this one I find many people don't know about. It's kind of, I think, the best kept secret uh, by Google, and I don't think they're trying to keep it a secret. I, I see them promoting it. I'm just not sure everyone is aware of the plethora of resources, of images, documents, and so forth that are there. But there are virtual tours of uh, and 360-degree views and collections of art from all around the world. Um, like I said, I think this is probably the least known of the three that I'm pointing out here, but it's an incredible resource. There are VR experiences inside museums and concert halls. You can be on the stage with an orchestra rehearsing or a dance company performing, or you can check out a collection of art, photos, and documents from uh, various points um, of history and eras. The times I've used it, the quality of the images is outstanding. and it might provide a great opportunity for a writing prompt or an in-depth look at a culture or era. Whenever I use this resource, I find myself getting distracted. Um, I, you know, I go in there with a particular need, say, to try and show my students the art going on at the same time as the music that we, you know, from the same area that we're performing in. And, uh, and I, you know, before I know it, I'm clicking on some World War II documents that, you know, are, look very interesting or, or a, a virtual tour of a, of a museum. And so then I have to bring myself back. Hey, whoop, let's get back to the subject here. So I'm sure this will become a favorite. I, I can't believe it won't. But um, when you check it out, you're going to find some, I think there's something for everybody there. And there's so many uh, different images of cultures and art and that um, I think you can really expand your thought process here and how you could use it. I don't think it has to be about that particular photo, but it can, um, you know, maybe spin you in another direction. So I hope you take some time and you will need some time to soak in the resources. Uh, they offer you some great options to enhance uh, your delivery con uh, content or rather content delivery. And I think the students will be very engaged and enhance their learning. So I suggest bookmarking these and come back to them two or three times, maybe even before using them. Um, there's a lot to see and, and it can be overwhelming. Um, but the patient approach to using these resources uh, will be beneficial to you. But uh, also, I don't want to discourage you. There's nothing wrong from diving in. So check them out.
Hey, this was a quick episode this week, but I think there's a lot in there. So the time that I'm saving on this episode with you, use it and go check out those resources or just one of them. At least I think you'll find them very beneficial to what you're doing and maybe even uh, inspiring, maybe motivate you to try something that you're, you've been thinking about doing. I think you, these three resources all have uh, the possibility of providing you with that avenue. You know, what direction you want to go in, you know, where are you at, where are your students at, what needs to be done, all those questions that I know are going through your mind. I know as an older teacher, when I first started teaching, I might have had some of those questions going through, but a lot of times it was, okay, what's next? Okay, pick up this, all right, take attendance, all right, we have this festival next. You know, I was going from thing to thing, but now as you... Um, get a feel for where your students are at. Sometimes you can create that vision of what they need to do, what you want it to look like, and you can use a resource like one of these three to help you get there. So good luck. Check them out. That was Open Education Resource Commons, Common Sense Media, and Google Arts and Culture. Until next time for episode 22, you take care. Have a good week. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>